This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to our Golden Twenties podcast. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined by my co-host Tegan. Hey. And we are excited for today's episode. I feel this is just a good life chat about a topic I personally have to come back to time and time again, and that is comparing yourself to others, to jealousy. And all of those sorts of kind of negative self-talk that can take place in your head. And we're giving you some actionable ways to combat that, to remind yourself that you're killing it, remind yourself that you're living a great life, and you don't need to compare yourself to others. So that is what we're talking about today. And I think we're just gonna jump right into things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think obviously it's normal (laughs) to feel jealous. Anyone who's like, you shouldn't feel jealous, like that's just inevitably going to happen. But I think that there are sort of different ways that you can think about jealousy. And when we had our career coach, Sarah Vermont, as a guest, she actually talked about some of like the positives of jealousy and how because it's inevitable you can sort of make it work for you but it is kind of like a complicated issue i think because now with social media it's so much easier to see people who appear to have more things than you or mm-hmm. people who appear to do more things or look different than you or whatever it is and so I feel like jealousy is just going to become a bigger and bigger thing in people's lives as I don't know social media continues to just like dominate totally and I feel like there's also two like every time we've talked about this topic actually I feel we always start by talking about social media because they really do go hand in hand and for me this is my biggest trigger of feeling like I'm not doing enough compared to other people or you know it kind of is like a guiding light sometimes for things that I think I want because I see other people doing it and I think there's Mm -hmm. kind of two sides to it where it's like you know people you actually know in life out at a fancy restaurant that you actually could go to, you know, and feeling like FOMO or comparison that way. But then I feel like there's also the whole influencer side of things. And this is something that I'm feeling so just like having so many like kind of epiphanies about lately. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because through the pandemic, so for the past three years, I've been watching so much YouTube. And part of YouTube is 
of course, or sorry, what was I just going to say? Not part of YouTube, but a lot of what I watch on YouTube is day in my life, you know, like New York City vlogs and these girls that are going to Equinox and, you know, spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a gym membership. And then they go out for brunch with their girlfriends and then they, you know, go home to their aesthetically pleasing apartments in New York City with exposed brick and, you know, just all these things. They go to like fancy grocery stores. They buy really expensive everything. They shop at Revolve and it's like when you see that and you just are constantly consuming that content, I never, or for me personally anyway, I never necessarily feel jealous, but at the same time, it's like, it is a negative force in my life where I feel like I'm chasing after that just because I feel like it's normal since that's all the content I watch and like all the social media content I consume, you know? So I don't know. It's a very interesting thing. And I think, you know, with the rise of TikTok, I think people also feel this way, the same way I feel about YouTube. But I do think Mm -hmm. there is also a little bit of more normal people that you're following on TikTok as well, which is just sometimes a nice reality check to be like, oh, right. Not everybody's living like living as large as these huge influencers that are always going on these brand trips or going to these fancy events. And, you know, that's not the normal and it's okay. My life doesn't look like that. Yeah. Well, and I think this is why it's so tricky nowadays is because I feel like a lot of the newer, like more successful influencers they are blowing up because they're relatable and it's like I feel like I'm talking to my best friend like when I watch your videos we're hanging out and if it's like Alex Earl or Emma Chamberlain or anyone and it's like people love them because they feel like a real person they don't feel like a Kardashian it's like this could be your friend but then you almost get I don't know it becomes like normalized the way that they live their life and then you feel Mm -hmm. like the weirdo or the outsider because you're not traveling every weekend you're not getting a new sephora order you know three times a week or whatever it is and sometimes it's just like i don't know you need a wake-up call like this whole week emma chamberlain's been having drama because she had in her online store get a private dm from me for ten thousand dollars and she has taken it down and said that it was clearly a joke But at the same time, people were like offended because they're like, you're pretending to be like this every girl when like that is so out of touch, even if Mm -hmm. it's a joke, it's out of touch. Or I don't know, like a personal example, I everyone on my TikTok and Instagram and everywhere, YouTube, I feel like has the AirPod Pro like over the ear headphones. Yes. And I'm like, I need to get these like and I look them up they're $800 and I'm like that's insane like that's just like an insane amount of money and I'm like a tech person I wear over like the ear headphones for work so then I'm like I don't know maybe I should save up and try to make it work and then I was thinking about it and it's like why do I want these headphones because like I'm not an audio person. I don't know that I would be able to tell like a big quality difference. And I was like, I want them because I feel like everyone has them and I like how they look. Mm -hmm. And then I went on a walk yesterday on lunch along, you know, the waterfront and where I live, like is a wealthy area where the houses cost at least a million dollars. The condos cost a million dollars. 
And, you know, these people have sailboats and fancy cars. And I was walking and I did not pass a single person on the street wearing these AirPod Max Pros, whatever they're called. And so I was like, clearly I'm in this little bubble where I think every single person, because, you know, the only content I'm getting served is like wealthy white influencers who live in New York City and they probably got sent them for free Mm -hmm. from some brand. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, you like fall into this hole of thinking that that's normal life when it's not. Yeah, absolutely. Something I've been obsessed with lately is the whole like de-influencing trend. And I feel that was yes, yeah. like a few weeks or months ago at this point. Like I haven't seen much about it, but it made a splash on my For You page and I loved it. And I feel like actually that was maybe the start of this mindset shift for me because we know, like I joke on here all the time that I love to spend my money and that Mm. I could single-handedly keep Sephora in business for the rest of their life. (laughs) Not quite. That's a huge exaggeration. But like I took pride in reaching like the rouge status at Sephora and, you know, like stupid shit where it's like, this one month of not shopping at Sephora, which was one of my March goals, and then tying in mm-hmm. with this whole de-influencing trend, it's just been so enlightening. And it was a very similar, like, experience than what you just had with the Air- AirPod Maxes. Max? AirPod Maxes? Uh, yeah. I don't know how to make that plural. what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like when so if you're not familiar with the de-influencing trend, essentially it was really big in the beauty space. And it was pretty much just people being like, it's ridiculous how every time I open TikTok, there's a new foundation, a new concealer, a new makeup product that I have to buy because it's all the rage and it's so effective and it's so great. So some influencers I follow were doing the reverse of influencing, literally de-influencing and taking some of those viral beauty products and saying this didn't work for me and essentially like just kind of Mm -hmm. bashing on that product however the main takeaway is that first of all my main takeaway was that these influencers are yes I guess part of this problem of like you know creating this narrative and in result people aren't feeling good about themselves and having low self-worth because Mm -hmm. they are not living up to what influencers are doing and their day in the life doesn't look the same as what they see on TikTok, whatever. However, it's not really the influencer's like responsibility to teach you self-worth and like all those things as well. Like it really is a lens you need to put on as a consumer and like a user of social media Mm -hmm. as well. And I think I'm very conscious of that lens, but not everybody is. So I'm like, maybe it's just good to have a conversation about it. But what I really liked about the de-influencing was that it first of all, was like not all products are made for everybody. But what I took Mm -hmm. away was like, why do I look to influencers to essentially solve my problems? Like, for instance, you guys know why I've been so obsessed with Sephora is because my skin is so bad. So it's like, why instead of going to a dermatologist, something I literally haven't done in the three years that my Mm -hmm. skin's been so bad, instead I've spent literally thousands of dollars at Sephora every year trying all these trendy Mm -hmm. products because some influencer who doesn't know me personally told me it saved their skin. You know what I mean? Like, why is it their responsibility to do that? Or why do I think this influencer can solve my problems? Like 
it just doesn't make sense. So I feel that was a long rant around de-influencing and maybe I was interpreting things or thinking about things differently than other people who saw that trend. But I really think it just ties into these influencers don't know you. You don't know them. Like you can, I think it's interesting and like it can be inspirational to see how other people live their life, the products they're using, things that make their life easier and better and try it out and see if it does the same for you. But I think you still need to take the lens of, you know, why am I doing this? And like, is this working for me? And what's the point for me? Is this Mm -hmm. something I'm actually interested in? Kind of like you were saying, why do I want this? Rather than just being like, well, it's because whatever, it's what everyone else is buying and I have FOMO. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's, I think the side of jealousy that can be positive is if you identify the reason you're feeling jealous and then it can almost be used as motivation or it can be used as like a lens or a tool to figure out what's important to you. If you are, you know, jealous of all these influencers because of how much they travel, like that's a clue. Okay, travel's important to you. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to travel like that? Let's come up with a plan. How are we going to save it? Are you jealous of, you know, the corporate girly who's got the nice job and the high rise and the cute outfits? Okay, that's maybe the career path that you want to go down. That's why you're getting those pangs of jealousy. Even in your friends, what are the things that you're jealous of there? And then that can be a tool to figure it out. I think when it becomes problematic is when you're not sort of thinking about it critically. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I want AirPod Maxes. I'm going to buy them because I deserve it without thinking like, okay, but what is the actual reason you want a third pair of headphones? Yeah. And then that can be a problem. Or when it's overtaking your life, like you said, that sort of like negative force. Or if all you're doing is seeing other people saying, I wish I had that and then thinking, but my life sucks. Like if it's just creating negative self-talk, that's not motivational. That's not good either. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're going to get into, you know, okay, well, how can we do a positive spin on this? But I think the biggest thing that I've learned and has been really reinforced as I've had these mindset shifts lately in consuming content is when I do buy something out of jealousy or comparison or I do something, like if Mm -hmm. that's what's guiding my actions, I don't feel fulfilled when I do it or I don't feel content when I have it because TikTok's now telling me I need something else. You know what I mean? Like I just bought this foundation, but now I also need this one and I also need that and I also need this. So it's just like a toxic, never-ending cycle. So I feel as soon as you kind of do take that second to understand yourself and your interests, your values, you know, all of that stuff and use that as a guiding light to make key decisions rather than just wanting to look cool or keep up with other people, you're going to find it just feels way more fulfilling to live your life that way. So I think that's kind of something I want you to keep in mind as we go through these next few Mm -hmm. tips on how to change your mindset. Yeah, 100%. Well, the first thing I wrote down as a sort of idea of 
changing your mindset and trying to like battle the jealousy you might be feeling is to practice gratitude. And this is something we talk about a lot, but it can make a difference. If every time you have a comparison thought or a jealousy thought, if you then think of something similar in your life and spin it to be a sort of gratitude moment that can change your thinking if every time I think I want airpod pro maxes I think how lucky that I have two pairs of headphones at home I have Mm -hmm. a pair of airpods at home like that's amazing and then it's like that little voice is silenced for a little bit I think yeah and I think it also really taps into the why aren't those AirPods enough? Like, why do I need more? When you mm-hmm. take a minute to take or to be grateful for what you have, it's like you're taking a moment to appreciate you have enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's the especially for like influencing. I don't know. I'm thinking of like skincare. If every time you're like, oh, maybe I need a new piece of skincare. If you like physically went and looked at, you know, your desk where you keep all your skincare or your bathroom drawer or your vanity and just like saw the sheer volume you'd be like damn I am so lucky because look at all of this skincare that I have because it's almost like the I don't know the bigger space you have the easier it is to want more like as soon as I get a bigger vanity I want to fill it up and buy more makeup but so sometimes it's just like I need to look at what I physically have before I go out and buy, you know, this new $50 serum that's supposed to cure everything. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. I find I'm also so guilty of that is the more I have, the more I want, regardless what it is. So it's like if it's makeup, skincare, clothes, that's a big one. Shoes, that's another one. Like literally very materialistic items. But it's one of those things where it's like every year, you know, I get a slight raise at work or get my bonus or whatever. And it's like, but yet I don't actually have more money because – the more yeah. money I make, the more money I spend, and the more stuff I yeah. have, the more stuff I want. Like Again, it's just this like yes. toxic cycle, and it just takes you to consciously say, no, no more. I'm choosing to break this. I'm choosing to be grateful for what I have and view it as enough for you to literally interrupt that cycle because it just happens like without you even realizing it's happening. Yeah, 100%. It's like lifestyle creep, I think it's called. Whereas the more money you get paid, the more you spend. And then it's hard to bring back lifestyle creep. Like I think about how I lived my life, you know, when I was in university and had no money. I had, you know, two pairs of jeans. I wouldn't get my hair cut, wouldn't get my nails done, wouldn't go out. And that was fine. Like I was happy Mm -hmm. living my life. Whereas now it's like, I need to cut back. Oh, I need to stop getting my $80 nail appointments every three weeks. It's like, no, but it's so hard because you get like used to it. And it's, I don't know. Even I find like, if you move into a bigger space, I find that I buy more because it's like, well, I have the space to keep it all. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to sort of, I don't know prune things when you get used to it. Yeah, absolutely. I think another big piece that we've already alluded to, but it's just really having 
self-awareness to help change this mindset as well. And the best way to really get that self-awareness is by journaling how you're feeling, what you're thinking, or chatting it out with a therapist. And this is maybe like a very personal example, but I think it's a good example too from what I've uncovered in therapy. But, you know, as much as I joke about loving to spend my money and how it makes me feel so good and how I need to have the fanciest shit and all that stuff. Really, that's rooted in me being incredibly financially insecure. (laughs) And what I mean by that is this is like a very deep rooted problem that I've always had, how I was raised, you know, just things like this that literally run in my family for like generations. It's like, this is now why I act the way I do. And maybe I ha- I'm i trying to prove to myself that I can afford it or that I can right. have it all. So that's why I shop as much as I do or all of these things. And I'm like, well, it's working out. So let's just not question it. But it's like when you take a second and actually talk to like a professional therapist, for instance, they'd be the first to be like, hmm, you know, there's probably a bigger problem here. This is what your Mm -hmm. actions rooted in. You know, this is why you're jealous when you see these influencers with all this fancy shit because you feel like you're not worthy of that fancy stuff, that you can't afford it. And that's what's motivating your actions. So I think this is like a big piece of it. And if you're really wanting to change your mindset and feel more fulfilled, I think it really is digging deep into what motivates me. Also, yeah, why am I the way that I am? Why do I have these feelings Mm -hmm. towards if it's travel, like you were saying, tag or money or whatever it is, like where does that come from? And then once you know, you can really address it and work through it. And I feel like that's also coinciding with everything that I was talking about, the de-influencing trend, everything, where I'm coming around to understanding that part Mm -hmm. of myself better and then being able to like work with it rather than just overcompensate and like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Have it be a negative thing in my life. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think another sort of way to switch, I don't know, your mindset, I guess, is trying to think of things as me versus me rather than me versus them. And the most obvious, I think, example that comes to my mind personally is in relation to like body and body image whereas like if you just finished a great workout you're feeling stoked but then you go on TikTok and you see a crazy skinny girl with an eight pack it can like steal that joy from that workout whereas it's like why are you even comparing you to them why not just be comparing you to you who just killed a workout who you know last week couldn't hold a plank for 60 seconds but this week could and it's the same for you know money for traveling looks i don't know wardrobe whatever Because there will always be someone out there who's skinnier, richer, who has a hotter boyfriend, who travels more, has a nicer house, whatever it is, and you can't control that. And Mm -hmm. if the only validation you're getting is 
comparing you to other people, you're never going to feel fulfilled because you're never going to be the best in the world realistically I don't know maybe Beyonce is listening and then she (laughs) is the best in the world so congrats you did it but everyone else there's not a chance so then it's like focus on the things that you can control if you feel jealous because someone has a bunch of money you can be like okay here's where my finances are at now how can I work to improve my finances compare you know my bank account this month to last month or this year to last year or I don't know, I'm trying to lose weight. So I'm going to compare, you know, myself this month to last month or whatever it is, but I'm not going to compare my body to a runway model because yeah. that's not realistic and that's not going to be positive. Yeah, totally. And I feel like something else, mainly because of social media, is we compare our results with someone else's results despite the journey looking completely different so I think working out is a great example you know the cliche saying where it's like don't compare your day one to someone's day 1000 or whatever it is so it's like that's it is you're comparing your body after working out one day to somebody who's been working out for 10 years and that's not a fair comparison and I think it's even the same on the money train where it's like, okay, well, I'm seeing this person has a house and a car and they have a gym membership and, you know, they just seem to have their life together. They have lots of, I don't know, just like expensive things that they've owned and afford. But it's like, well, you are comparing you not having those things to them having it versus them setting aside money, saving, working with a financial advisor, you know, the journey that they went on is a similar journey you can go on, but it took them time to get there, you know, and it will take you time to get there too. So it's not fair just to compare your current state with somebody's end result of something they've been working on for Mm -hmm. God knows how long, like you weren't along for the journey in most cases. So you have no idea. So I think that's really hard like perception to keep when you're just scrolling on social media seeing people's highlight reels but it is important to remember even I think you can't see the sort of like invisible advantages that people have either like if you're comparing your body to someone else you don't know what you know maybe it's 90 percent genetics and they're just really lucky maybe they have plastic surgery and you have no idea or on the money train, maybe they have generational wealth where, you know, when their grandma died, they got a hundred thousand dollars. And like, Mm -hmm. of course they're not sharing that on social because that would be maybe weird if they were, but then it's like, if you're comparing to them and you're like, well, I just came out of school and I've got a hundred thousand dollars in student debt. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't my life look like that when I'm working hard? Like there's all these unseen things going on behind the scenes as well. Yeah, so much missing context, you know? Yes, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, Teg, I love the whole idea of me versus me. And I think that's why I love goal setting so much because that really is a more positive way to guide yourself to – or to motivate yourself to figure out what you want and, like, really push yourself forward in, like, a productive way. And I think a big part of goal setting is taking time, you know, to understand 
what do you want? Like, what are your actual goals based off your values, your interests, your beliefs, things like that? It's not just, well, this person has it, so I want it. You know, it's a little bit more meaningful. Mm -hmm. But I also think the best part about goal setting is if you do it over time and you journal your progress, how you're making out on your goals, is you have some way to really track and measure your progress. So I think your example of working out is a great one where it's like over time, usually people can see progress they've made if it's physical or in the amount of weight they can lift or the number of minutes they can run, the number of squats they can do, how long they can hold a plank. Like it's really easy to measure your progress in working out. But I think Mm -hmm. Through goal setting, you can apply that to any area of your life. So if it's like, I want to own a home one day, then you break it down into, well, I need to save this much a year, which means I need to put this much into savings a month, which is this month per paycheck. And it just makes it so much more trackable and measurable. So of course, I had to bring that up that you should definitely Mm -hmm. use goal setting if you're not already. Yep, 100%. Yeah. I think one of the negative things of goal setting, though, can be – it can also turn into a little bit of chasing what's next, very similar to social media trends. So it's like rather we talk all the time about celebrating the small wins and, you know – recognizing your accomplishments and not always just striving for more. And we hope like you're not interpreting us preaching about goal setting as that where you need to constantly be improving. Mm -hmm. But I think if you are getting to that point where goal setting is almost just as bad and toxic as social media comparison and those sorts of things, something that really helps me is rooting myself in intention. So this is to Mm -hmm. also – I think it really ties this whole episode together is having intention on why you're doing something, what's motivating it and connecting it to a larger why. So again, I'm not just buying this product because everyone else has it. I'm not just reading a book because reading's really cool and trendy right now. I'm not just taking right. a bubble bath because that's what the girlies are doing on TikTok. Like you need to actually root your goals and your actions into intention that resonates for you. And I think a big part of that too, outside of knowing yourself, is knowing you're accountable to doing the work yourself, you know? So that kind of goes back to the context piece of viewing your life compared to someone else's life with that missing context. But you also need to know they put in the work, in most cases, in some cases, I guess, they put in the work to get to where they are at. So if you want to get there, you also have to put in the work. And I think rooting the work and intention, tying it to a goal, that's like really maybe hard for some people to understand, but for me, and it's hard for me to explain, but that's how I've been. (laughs) I feel the most content in what I do outside of the whole ramble I went on about influencers and whatnot. (laughs) I feel like that's been really key for me is knowing why I'm doing something, knowing why I set that goal, having an underlying Mm -hmm. intention that, you know, really resonates with me, my values. And then once I accomplish it, I feel fulfilled and content and you name it. It's just a much better experience. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I found this 
video on TikTok that I really hope we can edit in, but it's Snoop Dogg accepting an award. I should actually check out what award he was accepting. But in his speech, he says at the end, he's like, I'd like to thank me. I want to thank me. (laughs) I want to thank me for believing in me. I want to thank me for doing all this hard work. I want to thank me for having no days off. I want to thank me for for never quitting. I want to thank me for always being a giver and trying to give more than I receive. I want to thank me for trying to do more right than wrong. I want to thank me for just being me at all times. Snoop Dogg, you a bad motherfucker, cuz. And he just shouts himself out for putting in the work for, (laughs) you know, just everything. And I was like, honestly, Snoop, this is the exact energy we all need to have. Because at the end of the day, you are who's going to get it done in your life. You know, no matter what goal you're working towards, no matter what you're chasing, what you want your lifestyle to look like to actually get there, you're the one that needs to you know, screw your head on the correct way, block out the social media noise and show up and do the work. So I was like, hell yeah. Thank yourself, Snoop. I thank (laughs) me too for putting in the work. (laughs) Classic Snoop Dogg. (laughs) It's like a good pep talk for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is where we are going to leave it for this week. Hopefully... I don't know. This gave you a new perspective. That's what I'm hoping at least. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks so much for listening. We put out a new episode every single Tuesday. So make sure you are following us and are subscribed to us so that you see when those new episodes drop. In between that, you can find us on social media. We're at our golden twenties and we're on TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, Pinterest, and we have a Patreon page, which has a bunch of different goodies. We have a book club going on there. We've got some tech backgrounds and the episodes get released early there. And of course, that's the best way for you to show your support for the podcast. We don't get paid. (laughs) In fact, we spend money to do this. So Every little bit helps and we appreciate everyone who has become a patron so far because that helps us keep paying for for all the stuff we use to make this. And yeah, we've got some affiliate links and that kind of thing in the bio, which is another way to show your support for us while also getting yourself a great deal on a bunch of different products. Yeah, I think that's the end of my spiel. So thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday.